so today is a really exciting day because I'm here with my really good friend, Julie, who I've known for 100 years, I think, like <laughs> literally 100 years. It seems to be like so, so long, right? So I won't even tell you how long I have known of Julie because that would just be embarrassing for me. For both of us. For both of us, exactly. And awful. So you're going to hear a really interesting interview today because Julie has a very cool job and she is a super amazing expert in her field of what she does. So we'll get to hear all about that. And I am super excited to be here having this conversation. So welcome, Julie. Thank you. I'm so excited. Are you? How are you? I'm great. Good. I'm I'm totally pumped. We're here to have this really good conversation and we'll get to hear all about what it is that you do. So tell us what it is that you do. Okay. So I'm a physical therapist, but I'm not just a general physical therapist. So I'm a subspecialist. And in physical therapy, it's very much like medicine where you you graduate and you are a generalist, but then you can go on and you can subspecialize. And so the American Physical Therapy Association has 11 different subspecialties. And I happen to choose the last one that was developed, which is called a women's clinical specialist. Wow. And that is currently being changed because um, I'm not just a women's health therapist, I'm a pelvic floor therapist. And both women and men have pelvises. Oh, right. And as you get older, that has implications on both genders. Absolutely. Also, right. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So let's back up. This is amazing. Yes. Fantastic. I, I love it because I already know much more about physical therapy than I knew a minute ago. So thank Perfect. you because I really know, I don't know very much about this field. Yes. Okay. So when you st- give us a little idea about what it is that you do, like what would a, what does a physical therapist really do? So as a, again, as a generalist, you know, you're the specialist, the musculoskeletal specialist. So you deal with muscles and bones and ligaments and soft tissue. And so, and we rehab when an issue comes up, whether it's a functional issue or a pain issue. But what I've done is gone in and then become um, honed in and become a specialist just with this particular region of the body, which is the pelvis. Which is super important, actually, because that's the articulation for really everything that we do movement-wise, right? Hub of the wheel, right? Yeah, here. right. And that's what we talk yes. about even working out. They're like in your core and in this yep. and make sure that your pelvis is turned this way while you do this exercise, et cetera, et Correct. cetera. Right. Yes. That's very cool. Okay. So... Before we get into talking about what it like, why you would choose that and how that even came about and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. When you were younger, so when you started out in your, it's so funny because we were just talking about another little grade school story and how people could kind of like put things on their vision board when they're yes, like, yes. when they're like 10 or 11 that come true. Yes. So when you were, when you were younger, even like as young as like fifth grade, sixth grade, were you always science-based? Were you like a, no. that kind of a person? So what, what did you love to do when you were little? So I actually always thought I always thought I'd be a teacher. I loved school. I was a strong student. I loved the academic environment. And I thought, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And I have a brother who has a a complex seizure disorder and pretty significant learning disabilities. And I saw the battles that my parents went through. And I thought, that's what I'll do. I'm going to become a special ed teacher. I'm going to help this whole population of kids that really needs it. And and so that was what I declared initially in undergrad as my major. And uh, uh, was that uh, so? Was uh, what, what is that like, going into education? It just says education or like yes. secondary education or okay, yeah, okay. primary is what I thought. Okay, and then um, spent a lot of time with various teachers and learned, particularly special ed teachers. There was such a high burnout rate, and I 
I thought, you know, if if that's the case, I'm not sure I want to do general education. I just thought, you know, I, I think there's something else out there. So I ended up getting my undergrad degree. I spilled over into speech pathology and audiology. I was like, okay, well, this is specialized. Interesting that you specialize there too. Yeah. Yeah. I could still work with the kiddos that need some extra help. It's a little bit different. And I, while I liked it, I never loved it. It was just not... It was, and this is probably, yeah, this is totally the conversation. The conversation is, how do you figure out what you're going to do with your life, right? And why do you have this podcast? Exactly. Because, (laughs) and how do you end up, how do you even end up there? And then, so back up one second though, because you said you spent time with special. Okay. So when you're in high school, science, no, not so much. Not so much. Like, okay. No. In HPA, my least favorite class in all of high school, I think. Yes. I was like, I, I think I got a D in the class. <laughs> I think I was going to get a D and I, they like maybe gave me a C because I was like, I literally don't care. Like, I yes. really don't. Yes. I really don't want to learn this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. you, well, you're a good student. So you're going to learn this. Right. Okay. So, but was that, did you love anatomy when you were in high school? It wasn't until college. It was oh, college. Okay. So this is really like a so, slow build. This was but what slow, is consistent was... for sure is the teaching. The teaching. Yes. I wanted to figure out how am I going to teach, whether in, you know, a big group, small group, one-on-one, right? I just wanted that component exactly. Because you're you're still very much a teacher. And just to like point out to people how, how you've evolved, you know, in your specialty, which we'll, you know, get into those specifics. But what you do now a lot is teach. Yes. Ironically enough. Yes. I do actually. Yes. At Chapman University, I am on faculty there. And then I've just started a continuing ed program for physical therapists who want to learn pelvic health. Oh, totally. Okay. All of that. So it did come to fruition. Okay. So, but who was telling you, so when you were, when you declared that major, were your parents like, Hey, that's a great idea. Were your friends like, you're an amazing teacher. Like, where are you getting that this, I know I get, I get that you have your brother and that's very influential, but like, did you have a mentor? Did you have someone who was like, Hey, you know, so actually uh, my dad was a teacher. And so, um, but it was interesting because as I was journeying down that pathway, he kept whispering in my ear, you really don't want to do that. You don't want to do it. It's not going to pay enough. You know, it's... All his experience, right? Yeah. Like what he's, he's seen in his life. As, yes. Yeah, yes. Whatever his trajectory was. Yeah. So, um, and so he was actually pretty instrumental in exposing me to some other areas and speech pathology was one. He said, well, what do you I think see. about this? And I was like, okay, I'm intrigued by that. Okay. All right. But intrigued, but not in love. Not in love. And I think it's hard because you don't know. No. I mean, as you're going through, obviously, even with the, the didactic work and the, you don't get exposed to the clinical aspect. Okay. Let's just tell people that's a big word. So when okay. you say didactic, so, you mean like lecture. When, people, great, are, when yes. people are like lecturing to you and saying, Correct. learn this, you're learn learning, this, learn this. It's yes, not hands-on. The theory. It's you're not, learning the, yeah. right, but you actually don't have exposure to patients until you're, you know, maybe a little bit junior year, senior year, you're graduating and you're, uh, oh, even okay. you mean in speech pathology? Like, yes. But is that because you found that later? So no, it's just the, the program. The it was it, it wasn't really until junior year that oh now we're going to put you with one of our grad students and you have to have X amount of volunteer hours and you have to learn and be in the clinic, which is great. And then you did more of that senior year. But I was really lucky that through uh, the program I got exposed to head and neck anatomy. Oh yeah. And that oh, right. was, sure. that class was the turning point where I was like, whoa, where, you know, we actually, we got to hold a real brain and we got to dissect and we got to mm-hmm. figure out the, the physiology behind and the neurobiology. And that for the first time, I was like, this turns me on, like, like this, this is so exciting. I can't wait to study this. And, but uh, that didn't cause you to say like, I'm going to med school. No, not med school. It was interesting. Cause at the same time, I just had to fill a, a 
uh, a credit. So I took, or a few credits. So I just took this allied health class that they brought in the different allied health oh, professionals. Cool. Yeah, this is neat. So to just explain what, who are those professionals, because people might not understand if you're not in, in, yes. in health, what is right. allied so, health? Right. So that would be um, the the healthcare professionals that such as when I am physical mm-hmm. therapist, occupational therapist, um, nursing, dental, dentistry, and they slow farm pharmacy. Very nice. Yeah. Um, so cool. So they would bring in a, a, each week a different professional from representing each one of these professions and the physical therapist walked in the room and I within five minutes was like senior year graduating three months from now (laughs) that's it that's my calling that's what I'm gonna do Dang it. (laughs) Well, but at least you figured it out then, which is like, that's what we always say. It's like, at least at some point you figured it out. So it's not like you're sitting here now, like, oh, shoot, you know, that's amazing. But this is cool, though, just to tell people because you're just picking up. Yeah, no, exactly. (laughs) That's always the message. It's never too late. Um, And you're just picking up some credits. You're like, you're not taking that class. I mean, you probably were like, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. Maybe I'll take that. But it wasn't like, sounds easy. That's great. I'll take it. Right. Sounds easy. They're just going to come and like talk to us. Talk to us. Right. Get tested on that. Whatever. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. That's very cool. Okay. Yes. So now, okay. So now you have, what do you have? Do you have an element? Do you have an elementary ed? No. So that, no, like, I ended up getting so a bachelor's get... in speech pathology and audiology and I was looking at grad school anyway, because you have oh, to go right. on. Yes. So I but thought. But you already applied eh. to grad school by then? Um, I was not convinced. I knew in my heart. I'm like, this is not a line with what I want. I'm going to take a year and try and figure this out. And then the stars aligned. And yeah. Let me just ask you while we're here, who, who was, did you have other friends in that program in the speech pathology program who were aligned? Yes. Okay. How are they different from you? Like, were they different personalities? Were they different? Just, you know, knowledge base that the stuff that they liked the way they weren't wanted to work with kids or people differently like do you have any way to distinguish like what it was that made them yeah it, love it it's, and you not so much it's um surprising that actually the, once i got the exposure to working with kids i realized i was like oh this actually doesn't match what i thought i wanted yeah yeah, yeah. so kids. that was the biggest okay. issue i was like you know what i think i want to work with adults i still want to do something that's going to help change the world but i want to work with adults mm-hmm. and you can still do speech path with or oh. audiology with adults as well but um but i was tracked more for the school environment it's not as prevalent though and i guess if you're doing it in rehab kind of setting yes, maybe, correct yeah. okay yeah so and I was just, I felt like I was a little bit of the lone wolf because I was like, oh, they would get me so excited. Well, <laughs> We'd be studying I, together and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And they're like, hey, look at this. Look at this. And you're like, oh. Yeah, um, and I, again, but, I could have done it, but I was like, no. Nah, but it's helpful for people to... if they're listening. They're like, oh, well, I'm in speech pathology. Maybe I don't love this. Maybe, it, you know, it's like, hey, 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 no, you don't have to like jump which off the Which they're amazing. Ship. Yes. Which right. Is because if you want to work with kids and if you want, you know, if you're tracked in that way, just to, for people to recognize what it is about them that's making them awesome at that. And yes. making you not off and what that, i finally right? figured out is i'm very um kinesthetic so basically i'm a very hands-on person and so and that's also why i was drawn to mm-hmm. physical therapy right so different than that? speech but you pathology this out like 20 years later like did you really, <laughs> really definitely late in the game you know, yeah i finally figured out but i'm right. thinking like you didn't even figure that out really in college Oh no, not till right. right. Okay, not until you were not actually till. maybe in like physical therapy school and they start doing stuff, and you're like oh, right maybe? before. I mean that that last year when I met the PT, and then I immediately aligned myself with a couple other PTs, and I started shadowing them, and I wanted to see in the different environments, like oh this is PT in home health, oh this is PT in a hospital based setting, oh this is PT in an outpatient setting, totally. And then I was very lucky 
to um, we'll fast forward a little bit to have an uncle who's an OB-GYN doc who's no longer with us who's but he was very um prominent in the pelvic pain world and so once he learned that i was going to become a pt and i was in grad school he started planting the seed of oh my gosh julie there's this whole specialty i'm treating all these women mm-hmm. who have he was treating particularly endometriosis which is a pelvic pain syndrome yep. and he goes and he was well known and people were flying in from all over and he was a skilled surgeon but what he was noticing is they'd come out of surgery and they'd still have their pain. Yeah. And so he started shaking his head and he's like, what else is going on? Because I'm missing something, right? So it's not just the you know, the visceral pathology, the organ-based pathology that's yep. driving their pain. And they don't need just a surgical intervention to right. get relief and be done. Yeah. So, and then he actually... Um, started collaborating with a few other physicians from across the country and they'd get together and and they just have think tank sessions and they discuss these cases and what are we going to do and and they ended up forming it's called the International Public Pain Society which um, now is amazing and probably has equal amount of PTs as MDs it's mm-hmm. a it's a oh, wonderful wow. okay um, it's probably one of my favorite conferences that I go to every year, but without his input, then also whispering in my ear, yes. you know, I, even through PT school, you know, might not have found that correct. Well, and that's very underdeveloped because it's yes. not like that. This has been around, like this has been bubbling and bubbling and kind of new. And I think people even now, even women suffering from endometriosis today, right? This moment yes. don't know that this help is available. Nope. Right. Nope. Okay. So that, yeah. that is taking it like to yes. the extreme in terms of yes. what we're talking about and what's available. Okay. So go back just a yes. little, just a little bit in our story. So yes. now we've left behind speech pathology. Now yep. we are at the end of our senior year. Yes. In college. Correct. Undergrad. Yes. Now, instead of applying, because you hadn't applied because you weren't committed. Correct. You knew that that wasn't going to, you just yep. knew. Yes. Um, so now you're switch gears. But yes. how do you, you said, oh, and I just went and shadowed these PTs. Fill yes. in the gaps there because yes. people who listen to this are, come from everywhere and in all levels of their career and in all ages and whatever. So I always like to tell people like if you're 16, 17, 18, 20, 22, fill in the blank, drop in here. Yes. You know, so if someone's dropping in at 22, getting ready yes. to go to PT school or thinking about it, maybe they're high school Correct. or not. How did you do that? How did you get find these people to shadow? How do you know who will let you shadow? How'd you get all those people? What happened? Yeah, great questions. Uh, so I was lucky again to have, I have a very large extended family. So within that large extended family, I had a cousin who was a physical therapist. Okay. And then I had another cousin who was married to a physical therapist. And then I had an aunt who actually oversaw it. Kaiser Permanente, a whole home health department and was very connected with many physical therapists. Just tell people quickly what home health is if they don't know. So where home, uh, care is delivered in the home. And, and that, that can would be, be for what kind of what kind of person? After surgery, it could be any age. It can be pediatric, um, all the way up through geriatric. So from young to older age patients, and then, um, and it can transition whether it's after surgery or after some major event and, um, the patient cannot get into an outpatient facility. So you deliver services in the home. Okay. Right. Very specific. So, yeah. So I was again, lucky to have this huge extended family to pull from. And, uh, and but so- you hadn't been like, you hadn't, you're not at a uh, Christmas dinner with this other, you know, family saying, Hey, tell me about your job. What do you, what do you do? Right. Do you love no. it? Like, I- I got on the phone. I was like, hey, cousin Jeff, <laughs> I know. can I come to Tucson, Arizona and just follow you around okay. and see if I like it? And then, yeah. Then, hey, Aunt Judy, can you set me up with your favorite PT? And then my other cousin who was married to this dynamic PT who ended up being one of my mentors. Um, oh, fantastic. 
So, so how yeah. long were you shadowing? Like what would people... It was pretty quick. I spent that summer just to make sure mm-hmm. like this is really what I want to do. And yeah, it was So a few easy. months though. That's a few a, months. Yeah, pretty, yeah. But still a significant investment though. But, yes. but just a, enough and not too much. You know, I just like to give people an idea of, yes. you know, what's really going to tell you? How are you going to know no. if this is like... So, because PT school is not for the meek. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're going to be right. Yeah. That's hard. It's it hard. Was. It's it like was, it's challenging, it challenging academically. It's yes. challenging personally. Like yes. there, it's, a, it's a lot of work, right? Yes. So correct. Just thinking people, you yes. know, would get a good flavor if they, yes. I think even now, if someone called, you know, their PT around the corner and they did their research and knew right. what this person was good at or whatever and said, you know, I've done some research. I figured out yep. this about you. Would you mind if yes. I came in and I was, you know, not in the way? And right. productive. Yes. <laughs> That's the key in any, in any kind of like medical situation, right? Right. Just don't be in the way yes. and be productive. But that is like really helpful. Yes. Okay. So now, so now you have that experience. And from that experience, was there one day when you were like, okay, this for sure, I'm doing this? Well, all, it, there were such different environments. But what I loved is every environment spoke to me and the profession in general spoke to me because I was like, wow, well, if I get bored or if I feel like I learn and accomplish everything I do in this arena over here, I could just reinvent myself and jump over here. So that totally. appealed to me, which yeah. I loved. And even though, again, you know, I've decided, well, this is the profession I'm, go- I'm going to pursue and the degree I'm going to pursue. I still had a lot of wiggle room to really figure out then, well, what's my subspecialty going to mm-hmm. be? That's or, actually you know, very or, cool. Yes. For someone like, um, I have a little bit of ADD too, you know, with that kind of like, I like options. Yes. You know, I like having options and you just don't, you know, you're going to be a different person not you know not in your soul but you're going to evolve and grow and maybe you're going to grow in ways that you want to be able to do all this and not have to throw away your entire you know first learnings yes which that i mean sounds like exactly what you were thinking okay so then what happens then now you've so then you've got to get into pt school right then you have to so um as you apply to PT school, part of the challenges is that every program has different requirements and prerequisites. So really? I had a... Wait a minute. So there's not like... You don't take like the MCAT-ish. You, there's not like a... You still have to take... There's a basic test? Yeah. Well, no? I mean, you do. If you're going GRE? to grad school, you have to take the GRE, right? But other so, than that? But besides that, then each program will require different core sciences and different oh so, so it's harder and harder so now, that's okay. what was tricky is that now if you're if you know from freshman year that you're going to track into okay. grad school so, for pt yes, school you start to the 12 people who know right. yes. <laughs> if you're one of the 12 lucky you're people, one of the 12 they, they know, yes. then you've strategically planned all along totally. but i, I had that. a different degree so i had to go back and go all right so here's a map of the united states here are my top six schools that i'm going to apply to and then i i literally I had my kind of vision board on the wall, each school, and I had all the prereqs written down, and I figured out you are the a schools. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I just see like it all I need like this all class. Out just perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> going yeah uh, yeah so that i could I, I i didn't want to waste time so i needed to figure out then which specific classes and for you're some gonna of have them to take all okay but if you if you had a biology degree for instance yes you'd have would, a lot of would you have been mostly set for correct. any of those schools yes. okay so it's yeah so a lot of them didn't have really any right right of those so that you might was, have had like physical sciences or something from basic for like the education right. piece but and i did head and neck anatomy i had to go back and do general anatomy right and oh, have a cadaver dissection be part okay. of that and then I had to go back and do general physiology. And then um, for PT school, part of the weeding out process is they'll they'll have you do a lot of the sciences. There is some spillover. I mean, I was in with pre-med students, right, um, yeah. dental students. So because we were all taking the same prereqs, uh-huh. right? 
So you had to take physics, you had to take each school required different amount of chemistry. So, and part of that is they're just trying to test, I mean, for PT, you know. Because it's very competitive, right? To get into PT school. It is. It was, it was very, back in the day, it still is. There are more programs now, but um, yeah, it was. And then it's not like you can just go, even if you take these classes, you you have to do well in these classes. Correct. And then you're going to look at your science GPA, then they're going to look at your overall GPA, and then, yeah, what your GRE scores are, um, what your experience is in the field. From a volunteer perspective, mm-hmm. or even if you did get paid as an aide, uh, community so service, like all of it. Yeah. So I think the, the, this is actually really helpful because I, ne- I hadn't really thought of it. Because I think of PT, it's funny, like in the in the medical world, I think of PT as being more collaborative and helpful, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but in this setting, they're not, right? Right. Because <laughs> right? I think of it as being versus like med school or whatever. I just think yes. they're like trying to get you out, right? Right. And I would think PT school, they're not trying to get you out. They're trying to like see who would be best at this, you know, because it is such a hands-on, like that is yes. all the touching, you know, like yes. my brother's a DO and I think that's the oh, same yes. idea, right? So right. So much yes. of it is in yes. the manipulation, understanding right. the whole body, right? Yes. So yes. I would think that they'd be more interested in that, but First, yeah. you got to just clear all these things. So yep. it's important for people to know that because I would think even if you had, if you were thinking like, okay, I'll go and get my biology degree, there are some of these industries where you just, you have to keep your grades up from the beginning. Yes. Like you really just yes. do, or else you have to start over. Like yes. if you didn't do great, right, mm-hmm. in college, almost you want to just like take that college off your transcript and go start over, yes. you know, someplace yes. that you can really get good grades, right? Correct. Correct. Because you're not going to be able to be competitive Correct. to get in. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So, so I was blessed that, yeah, I had a good enough GPA, mm-hmm. even in my other degree that I achieved. And yes. then I could go back and pick up those, those courses. But well, yeah. How, which, how did you do that? Did you go? So I know that once you graduate college, maybe some people don't know this, like once you graduate college, you can go back to like your state university absolutely. as like a graduate yes. student, right? Like, oh, say, yes. I already have a degree, but now right. I just, cause I did this for business yes. school, right? Yes. So you already, I already have a degree. My degree is not in anything business. <laughs> so you have to go back yes. and take like all these classes you're talking about. So people right. know. So is that what you did? You went back to like. Yes, wherever. I had. So I actually moved from Arizona to California at that point. And then um, because just like today, you know, it was really hard to pick up classes. So at one point I was driving to three different schools oh, yeah. to pick up those prereqs because I was under a time crunch and I wanted to really get in and apply to P school as quickly as I could. But um, yeah, the class is filled. So if, you know, if you didn't get it over here, oh, I jumped over to right. this school over here and I figured out, yeah, can I That's take it? That's a good point though, because these are going to be like the, like, the first level, second level mm-hmm. courses that fill up that, really quickly. And again, if you're in there with pre-med, For dental sure. students, right? Uh, yeah. For potential pharmacists. I mean, everyone, they're all, we're all trying to take the same prereqs. Yep. So those, and this was, gosh, you know, 20, how many years you're ago? Getting and it's like, year, to figure this out. Yeah. 24 years ago, 25 years ago, right? And I was like, oh my gosh. So I, it's got to be even so much more challenging today in right. terms of getting this done as quickly as possible, unless you know your path immediately. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I just did what I had to, to, 
So how long did it take you to do the prereqs? So if you don't have an undergrad in that, then how long is it taking you to do these prereqs? So to be able to apply to my the six schools I had picked out, I mean, again, you may choose to just apply to two or three, but knowing that it was very competitive, I was like, all right, these six. Mm-hmm. And they were all in California, except for one. Which, was... which you would still advise that though, right? Wouldn't you... Yes, because it's when you when you know, just like, you know, it's we don't do match day like in med school, but, uh-huh. um, but essentially there is a date uh, that you're going to find out. You're going to apply to... X amount of programs, and then they're going to let you know if you're accepted or not. And if you don't get in, you know, are you waitlisted? Are you not? Right. And then you get to decide if you get in, if you're lucky to get into multiple schools, which school you choose to go to. Right. But you better be applying. I would think you're applying to at least three to five schools. Yeah. 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 Yes. In terms of the competitiveness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you have a a pretty competent, like, situation, is there any way that you can help yourself along in terms of like, um, you know, could you have worked in the university in some department or something or like maybe work in sports medicine or like yes. help the basketball team or absolutely I don't know, like what yeah they, they want to look for somebody who has well-rounded experience so whether again volunteer or actually paid experience in it by paid i mean you would be a pt aide and it's on the job training okay and you're shadowing under a, a pt licensed pt but you actually have your hands on patients you get to learn the flow of whether it's a clinic or hospital so, but if you get, have a diverse exposure, that they that like helps that. you greatly. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's actually really good information for people because I'm thinking also yes. if you're in a university setting, that would be a time where you have students. Correct. <laughs> so you have student clinics, right? Yes. Or you have sports teams or you have different ways that you can get involved in yes. something like PT because right. if you're a big university with a big sports program, all right. of those athletes yes. use PTs, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. And then there would be all the levels of those athletes, whether it's, you know, like, yeah, big time athletes yes. or the lower level athletes and that kind of stuff. Right. Okay. All yeah. right, that's helpful. So it takes, but it takes a what a year, two years. Like so, it took like... me. I mean, again, if you're not on track to do this mm-hmm. from freshman year on, but so it took me an extra year and a half. By I mean, I was already applying because you have to apply a year out. Right. So I knew that I could finish all those prereqs by the end of that second year. So I was applying in my second year out after undergrad to go start. So it. it in the end, it was two extra two years. Two extra years before you can actually go. go to grad school. What do your recommendations look like to PT school and who's giving you those recommendations? Do they say you need four recommendations and they should be from so a teacher, from a, you know? Each school will, is going to have a little bit different um, requirement, but in general, you're going to need at least three good recommendations. And so one should be a clinician, one should be you know, somebody from your academic past, I used a professor from undergrad and then, um, I hope it was that head and neck anatomy. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I would have been using. Right. Yes. <laughs> you changed the trajectory of my career. Exactly. Yes. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, somebody else who's influenced you, you know, that is credible. So, um, yeah, so you have those and then, um, you, you have to write extensive essays, your really personal statement, yeah. you submit all your GPA, your um, proof of your work or volunteer experience, and then and your GRE scores, and then you wait to see if you make the first cut. If you make the first cut, then you're invited to come in for an interview. Is this everyone, not just some schools? Every school mostly does interviews? Almost every school. It was interesting. So... Um, not all, though. So okay. I, when I applied, because I had applied to all the schools in California, well, not, there are more now, but um, five schools in California, one in Nebraska, and USC was one of the California schools, and they did not interview, which was surprising to me. It was surprising. Yeah. yeah the rest of them either. did, which okay. I think in our profession is 
absolutely critical. I mean, you've like got to see mm-hmm. yeah, how you interact with a patient, what mm-hmm. kind of bedside manner you have, because you can be yeah, the most brilliant like clinician, but if you can't lab. relate to your patient in front of you, right, yeah. it's not going to translate to success in the clinic. So, um, and each one of those schools, it was different, the interview process. Um, some were group interviews. Some was, um, they were just one-on-one interviews. Creighton, where I ended up going, it was in Omaha, Nebraska, Creighton University. Theirs was the most intense because they were offering the first doctorate in the nation in physical therapy. Oh, wow. And so- Were you applying to that PhD program? You're I did. To that? So oh, it, and it's okay. a And it's a clinical doctorate instead of a PhD. Oh, so it was, oh. So oh. it was, but it was the first in the nation to push because the profession really wanted to move to the doctorate level. Okay. And- and, um, and at the time, I was happened to be dating a uh, med student who was going to school there. And he's like, oh, they're starting this doctorate program. And uh, I was like, well, I don't, I, I don't have my master's yet. And he goes, no, no, it's entry level. So I was able to just... Get yeah. in through the by. I mean, they so didn't, how long is the program then? If it's not an entry, if it's entry level, but then it's not. So the it was. Um, it was three years. You pay for four because you went through summers. And mm, gotcha. uh, okay. And so that one was more intense because we did um, so one-on-one interviews as well as a group interview as, and we had to do a quick presentation on the fly. <laughs> it was wow. very intense. Yeah, I walked out of there going. Oh, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know right, about exactly. That one. <laughs> yeah. Well, although that was that's actually really cool though, because then they're going to have people like you who probably are going to go on and do like I don't want to say academic kind of things, but just things that are very specific and very technical. You know, because if you have that level of, of training and that level of degree, I would yes. think that you would be more technically knowledgeable. Which from the yes, end of that. and the doctorate appealed to me because I knew I could teach. Mm-hmm. So that totally. was. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a really good point, matching that up. Yes. Okay. So you got into PT school. So then, yeah. yes. I'm like, yes. <laughs> hallelujah. Yeah. Thank hallelujah, the Lord. Right? Yes. Exactly. Because, but do yes. a lot of people like reapply? Like, is it like... Sometimes. Yeah. Because yes. yes. I would think... And I wouldn't... I would say that that's... And sometimes... Yeah. So I'll I write recommendations. And I did one last year and yeah. she's a beautiful soul and she'll make an amazing PT, but she didn't have the academics to go with it. She can get it in anywhere. So right. she's now going back to the drawing board. Okay. I've got to retake this class, this class, this class. And so that's what we were just talking about making yep. sure that those great, because it doesn't really matter if you're, cause it's so, I think, um, now that we're t- like having this conversation, I like people to understand their limitations also. Yes. You know, there's a lot of different ways to come into these fields, right? So yes. you can come in at, yes. at now at your level, you know, which is very advanced, very technical, very specialized, which as you know, if you look at it, the academic requirements are intense. Yes. You couldn't get there without being able to do the level of academic work that you've done, that you did to prove right. yourself getting in, right? Correct. And then going yeah. for it. So I think it's like, so if someone, I always think like with law or with business, there's other ways. So if you could be a lawyer or you can be a paralegal and you can make those choices for different reasons. They could yes. be academic, they could be responsibility, they could be that. Right. So in terms of PT, if you're a physical therapist, what's the, is the physical therapist aid is the one level kind of below that where people could live occupationally um, or physical therapy assistant. So you're assistant. still licensed. Okay. But it it's a two year degree that you get. Um and yeah, and you work under the license of a PT and then after the assistant you go down to an aide and that's just on the job training. And okay. that's usually those all your aides are typically trying to get yes. Go, okay. They're headed to PT school. Okay. But you could you could so, yeah, set you out could, to be an assistant. Absolutely. And, and make a great living. Make a great I was gonna say make a and great still living. Do feel what you like love. yes, right? It's yeah, yeah, feeding your, you know, path in life that brings you passion and exactly. meaning and, yes. and take a lot of the stress off. And take a lot of the stress off, yes. 
I mean, because if you're working under someone else's license, they've got the stress of... Yes. <laughs> and I have to go because yeah. I'm not an expert, but I, I, I don't know. I can't quote how yeah. but how competitive that is. Um, but abs- yes. it's right. a, But it might be a, like an, an available option notch, as well. Right? Yeah. yeah. I had a friend who in undergrad, she knew she want, had her sight set on going to PT school. Um, and then just academically, it, it looked like, ah, I'm not going to be able to cut it in terms of my GPA. So then she shifted over to nursing, which at that time, in my, again, I'm not an expert now, but it wasn't as competitive. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, still got to be That's in healthcare, exactly which was beautiful. Great point. Exactly. And you, like you're saying, so you could be a nurse in an environment that allows you to do PT like work, right? You don't have to just, you know, think yep. like, oh, I'm going to, there's so many ways to be a nurse. Right. Absolutely. So many ways. So- so many ways. And it's such a, a great profession. It's amazing. Yeah. That's it's, an, that's actually really helpful too, for people thinking about like other ways. Cause or, nursing, you, yeah. can, you can also get really specialized or not. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I ha- I was tracking with some physician assistants too. They were going to PA Another school. One, so, yeah. you know, there are a lot of different or, and then farm, whether, you know, now it's again, farm D, mm-hmm. so a, a yep. doctorate in pharmacy, but, um, there are options. Yeah. There are beautiful options too. Which you- is kind of cool actually to even think about if you're even kind of half thinking, then getting a science degree is probably a really good plan mm-hmm. regardless. Because right. even if you have a science degree, you can go to business school, you can go to law school, right. you can go, you, yes. can, you pretty, pretty much do anything. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, maybe not engineering, but you know, right. but it, I think it has like a good foothold into a lot of avenues, right? Absolutely. If you get a good solid, 100%. if you can do it and you enjoy it and you know, you're not like me and like <laughs> dropping out of anatomy and high school. <laughs> Okay, so now let's transition. So once you're in PT school, then do you have to declare pretty quickly in terms of specialty or what? So how does so what happens when you go into PT school? It's you along now are you in with med students and farm D's and other people or now you just with So you're with your cohort, your group going through, but it is at Creighton and I think it's different at every institution, um, they did that first year because we were still had to pick up more general sciences again. So you go back through, you know, gross anatomy, but this time it's at a whole different level, right? Is it easy because you've already done it or it's harder because it's it's giving you more? Um, I mean, it builds. So that part is easy, but yeah, but we were sharing the cadavers actually with the med students and with the dental students. So yeah, pathology class, you know, like we were all kind of thrown into these general classes. And then after that though, you quickly specialize and then we don't see, I mean, we see them in the halls, but we didn't see them in the classroom. So when you quickly specialize after how long, how long is it? So probably it was like the first semester and a first year because, you know, you get your general um, anatomy. And while we had somebody on in our department teaching us it was the lab component that we would share so um but lecturing like pathology was we we shared the same instructors so there's some crossover but every program is so different technically you're with your little cohort your group in the pt department and then you as you go through the goal is they want to expose you to every single aspect of pt so again you're going to become a generalist but they you know, I, I thought what are all the aspects, what are they exposing you to? So like, I thought at first I was like, well, maybe I'm going to do neurology. I love the brain. I love that brain. It, I kept going back to the brain. That brain fascinated me so much. I wanted to learn all those pathways. And, 
And so that was what I started in the first um, few years after I graduated, because I had this oh. this love of neurology and I had a love of pelvic health. But the problem was there were no... There's nothing going on in There was health, no... Though. Back then, 25 years ago, there were no internships. Mm-hmm. There was nothing. I had my uncle over here. And I'm like, well, you're not a PT. So right, I mean, that's... You can't pay me. Well, and I can't do any, can't a clinical get... internship because we had to do... Yeah. I was thinking, would you even get... Could you even get paid like by insurance for pelvic specific work. It was work. just, I mean, it really was, there's one generation before my generation that really, truly, truly, there were about six of PTs across the country that just started pioneering this work. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, but I couldn't find anyone. I, I found one clinic where I'm like, oh, I'm going to come learn. They had one therapist working with incontinence and it was maybe 10% of her population. And then she was doing general PT. Right. And I was like, well, that's not enough to, mm-hmm. and I thought, and I don't want to just work with incontinence. It's one little component. I work with a lot of different things. So yeah, but in, that's the goal is they want to expose you. So pediatrics, right? Neurology, sports, um, there's orthopedics. So I always just think, I think as a lay person, I think about PT and maybe because I'm an athlete-ish, I, I'm thinking sports. Sports. Everyone thinks sports. That's okay, what everyone, like, that's the me? go-to that's sports, 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 sports. That's what you're going to help me rehab with, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because even like, even if you had a, a stroke or something, I think of a rehab doc and I, I forget you to forget think about, about the, 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 PT the PT that reteaches you yeah. like, oh, here are my new movement patterns. Completely. This is how I yeah, find the center and my balance and how to walk and yeah. yeah. Yes. Think about all that. And it's so, and then the pediatric PT, right, is another niche. So you have your more, your more popular subspecialties Mm -hmm. like ortho and sports. And then you have your more quote niche practices. Is pediatrics a niche? It's, there's a demand. There's a high demand. I don't think so. It's been around for a long time, obviously, but it's just, um, not many end up specializing. Not as many. Mm Mm-hmm. What would you do in pediatrics, for example? Like what kind, what do the patients have that you're working with? Oh, uh, CP, for example. Um, it can be any kind of diagnosis. Um, that one just struck me because I remember we, at one point, we like had to analyze gait you know, and yeah, exactly. of these kids and figure out. But um, there's a lot of cool stuff because I think even the kids who end up having like bow legs and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then they end up having, like, I don't know if they still use braces anymore or whatnot. And then the, then the PT comes as part of that, yes, right? Correct. Okay. Yes. So and the neck, like if you have like a little so there's, neck issues or mm-hmm. whatnot. And now you can specialize actually with, it's called vestibular rehab. So Ooh. with what happens with, yeah, vertigo and mm-hmm. dizziness and yeah. So it, it, again, that's such a beautiful thing. And really through the curriculum, you are exposed to each of these areas, but in the end you get to choose through your clinical affiliations, um, depending on the program, maybe exposure to three shorter ones and then three long ones. So I was, um out for a year doing all my at the end the last year is the three to four month clinical affiliations where you really get immersed in clinical practice to go yeah this is what i want to do or "Mm, not so much not so much but you still have to fulfill that requirement exactly just like so this is over two years over how many years so this was it was again four year curriculum because we had to go summer mine yes it's someone else because it was a doctorate a master situation so masters masters in pt no i bypassed and went right into the transitional normal a normal um, person not not a superhuman like you would a normal person get a master degree in pt or what's the so back in when i because i'm dating myself right so 25 years ago (laughs) 
Stop ah, saying that. I, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, so uh, master, the master degree was really what everyone had. And okay, so, so I got it. to be part of the first doctorate. But now, fast forward, it's the doctorate level that is everywhere. That is the standard oh, so of care. Like, so oh, wow. I just got to be in the pioneering okay. class that I see. everyone so had their years. eyes on. Go- Oh, yeah. Let's see how you guys exactly. do it. Exactly. You did so well. Let's keep doing so, it forever. Okay. So that, but that's four years or three years. So with it was three years with summers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now it's. But I always say we paid for four. Yeah, it's exactly. Four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I went to school that had summers too. Yeah. Because it's right. tuition. You still have to pay the yeah, tuition yeah. the different time. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so when you started doing your no- neurology, so you finish, you go, yay, you know, Julie, she graduated. Yay. So how did you get like, your, how do you get your first jobs out of PT school? How, what happens? What's the process? So yeah, you, if you're lucky, one of the clinical affiliations that you've been at will pick you up. It's a match. You want to work for them. They want you. And that's what happened to me is that when I went through, they, they're like, please contact us when you graduate. You know, we would love to have you join us. Okay. So you want to be a really good, this is like, is this kind of like a residency-ish situation? Kind of. Like internship-y kind of stuff? Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so you, you'll do that. So you'll so you have right rotations. Your, I guess that's what they call them. Yes, right? clinical okay. rotations. Correct. Okay. Yes. So you'll do each of those is a month or two months or three months. So um, so three to four months for your longer ones. So the last year, that's what we did. Is we okay, were all so, out and and part of you you it's your job well not your job but the school if the school doesn't for example like I had um, I wanted to come back to California for all of mine I didn't want to stay in Nebraska so if the school didn't have a contract established with an appropriate facility that I really wanted to you know be part of then I had to help pursue or facilitate that to yeah, try and get that's that tricky yes because you spend so much time in. You know, yeah. you want to make sure that you're matched up Absolutely. at a place that... Well, this is also important too, because if you happen to be in school someplace where you're not, maybe you want to choose school based on where you think you might want to be, right? Right. Or if you're not where you think you might want to be, you want to at least get your, get a rotation out there. Correct. Right. So that you can yes. make some of these connections and get established. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting that. Yeah. So and then even within yeah. the class, you know, everyone, there might be a super popular location and you've got five students who want that. And oh, so each right. program has to figure out how only, are we going to figure out who yeah. gets to go at what time? Oh, I see. And Just maybe you don't get it. Maybe you. Correct. Yes. So how could you, um, could you, I don't want to say cheat cause that's not, could you be savvy? And like, while you're, you know, as you're applying, can you kind of just see like what's available? Can you like send out letters? Like, is it kind of not PC to kind of go around yeah, and you just can, like, you can ask to have advocacy? Yes. Yes. And you, you can approach somebody and say, can we establish through the school? Can we accept, will okay. you accept me well, exactly. as a student? Okay. Right. And and they just kind of have to fill out some paperwork and kind of make a right. make an official. And then yeah, there's a site visit. Yes, by somebody on faculty, and then they have to yes get a contract established. Everything needs to be approved. There'll be another site visit when the student is out doing the internship um, midway through. And but that's cool though because mm-hmm. so, I, I mean I don't know if. Um, I don't know how it works in this industry if people generally are, you know, self-advocating because it seems right. like an industry where you kind of really need to be doing that or yes. it's going to, you maybe you don't need to be, but it's going to benefit you greatly if you are Correct. a person who can self-advocate yes. right? for like your rotations yes. and on, even from school, yes. even doing these interviews. Right. Yeah. Right. You got like, got to be ready. Are most people going to PT school right out of undergrad or are people coming in later? No, are most in, like, are tracking. Most, or? most know. 
I would say a majority know going in through. So they they are already ready and primed to go boom right into grad school. Okay, so after undergrad, whatever their science degree is in chemistry or biology or whatever you get. I don't even know. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Biology. Yes. It just, yeah. And honestly, it's pretty open um, as long as you get those prereqs done. Okay. All right. Very cool. Okay. So now, but you started in neurology. Yes. Okay. Working in what kind of a clinic? Just like setting wise, what is it like? So it was actually uh, hospital based. So I did my, um, one of my internships through school was at Rancho Los Amigos. And that is a very well-known neuro rehab center that is like the best of the best. Okay. And um, so I was very honored that I got to go there. For sure. And, and that, those are the people who are asking you like to... So those, well, I went back. there actually. And then it was another internship where I also got to spill over and do additional work. And that's one of my mentors there. Um, she was phenomenal. She was brilliant. And and she was married to my cousin. So we, um, yeah. So when I was there, there they said, please come back. And it was a beautiful match. Oh and it was safe um, in terms of, oh, my family's really close by. Yes, it's in California. I don't want to stay in the Midwest. And it was right. a good, yeah, but a good have, fit. You were proactive about that one too. Okay. So what do you get to do? What kinds of stuff do you get? So have? as a first year, you know, starting out PT, what do yeah, you, what so do you get you to do? Yeah. So you get to, you have a full caseload. Like you just Your get patients? thrown in. Oh yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Wow. Yep. Were you so prepared? regardless you of what... Um, I was, yeah, actually I was pretty ready. Yeah. I had great, I had great clinical affiliations. So I felt I was ready to rock and roll. I loved it. Um, but it was very physically demanding. And so I, in what way? Tell us. Physically. So I worked with a lot of patients, um, stroke patients. Uh, I had exposure to spinal cord injury patients, head trauma patients, but when you're reteaching somebody, like, for example, after they've had a stroke or a CBA, you know, I may be on the ground facilitating them through the gait cycle. I need this quad muscle to turn on at this phase of the gait cycle when they're walking. And so I would be like this, you know, taking a limb yes. through. Like so showing them physically. I'm actually like it's making like the muscle. fire, you know, like, yes. like it's like this, you know, where they do like run that last race, you know, it's like showing them the whole. And you are, movement, you're right? physically on their body and I you're cueing the muscle you know with different manual cues to facilitate to turn on manual cues not, or stimulant like manual yeah, like, like a manual, manual like i may be facilitating I your see. quad at like a certain you're pushing point on to, me or like yep, to do pinching a, me or like yeah giving i see. um okay. but it was more because these patients i mean some of them were low-level patients where we were starting from the beginning again so low was, level meaning physically capability yes like level. oh wow yeah, they like we call they really have to learn how to walk yes uh, yes for the first time almost. right yeah. and how do i get up off the floor right and how do i so Wow. So I, okay. while I loved it, um, I would hobble out at the end of the day too. I was like, oh my gosh, because I, I have my own issues with scoliosis and mm. some back pain and SI joint pain. And I was like, oh, I'm so young. What's going to happen 20 well, years exactly. down the road? I'm, I'm like, like, I'm like, 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 like what's going to happen? <laughs> yes. And, um, Which and- is actually interesting too, because I don't, I don't think about that. I think about... PT, I think about them being on a table, like you're on a table. I mean, I guess I've just had like little stuff done on my ankle. Right. Oh, you, you know, need this like, tape. Let's yeah, yeah, exactly. throw on some stim. I'm Let's do this mobilization about, and like, now do your, you. yep, do your exercise. Um, so, and, 
And so, yeah, I, and the other thing was though, that, and my uncle never gave up. He kept coming back. He's like, are you ready yet? Are you ready to learn about this other area? And when I, five years in, it wasn't just the physical. I was like, you know, I feel like, and not that in five years you're an expert by any means, but I was like, you know, I feel like I've learned a lot in this area. And I feel like I've really, you know, I've mastered what I need to master over here. Yeah, I'm ready. So I was living up in uh, Calabasas at the time and my uncle was down in Orange County and like, hey, Uncle Jim, I'm just going to come shadow you and I just want to learn and I just want to see if I want to make that transition mm-hmm. over into pelvic health. And uh, so, yeah, I took a day off every week and I would drive down and I'd shadow him. And then he set me up with my mentor, who was one of those pioneers, like those six. One of those six. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he was sending all his patients over. So I would spend time with him. I'd jump over and I actually spent time with her. And I loved it. I shadowed her and it just, I immediately was like, oh, this is Opened so it. Yeah. This is it. Like what this was it? a passion on like any, even the neuro was great, but this was, this was what I was designed to do. Actually, that's interesting too. Cause you already had a passion. <laughs> I did. You know, then I already found had a double passion. You're, right, <laughs> you're you like, go. I'm totally into this, but that's cool. Just to yes. be open that like, even the, there's things that you love that you think I'm really doing great because five years in five, seven years in, I think you do kind of yeah. get to the point that maybe those of us who are farther along in our careers, you, you get kind of like, you know what? Yeah. yeah I'm ready time for, for something new or yeah, different or next level. Another kind of skill yeah. along the same line that I'm doing. So that makes sense. Yeah. But what was it about her or what was it about that situation that you were like, this is it? Like, what was it just the, like the anatomical, you know, education no. piece or what, no. was there something about it the was patients the you were going to be working impact, with or what? Which again, I was, I mean, it was very meaningful to help somebody. Are you kidding? Like the first time they they can get up and walk across oh, the room again, which there's imagine. no feeling like that. But this was, I think what I was so struck by was, I was now working with patients that were unheard, you know, um, or didn't feel heard. They didn't, they, they really, uh, the subjects that they were talking about were considered very taboo. And the, the amount of, at the time it was women, um, that I was working with, but the amount of, um, thankfulness to have somebody a validate what they were feeling, B give them an option besides surgery or live with it. Uh, surgery being like have a hysterectomy or have it. Right. Like yeah. Um, or yeah. If you have urinary incontinence, right. Have a bladder sling done totally. or have yes. Or yeah. Very or let's invasive. remove the pathology. Let's remove the organ. Let's yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, or, you know, for example, being able to have somebody come in for the first time and say, oh my gosh, I consummated my marriage. I mean, I, by the wow. way, I've been married for eight years and never been able to do that. Wow. Right. Wow. And so the, the, the joy that comes from that, I mean, there is like no greater feeling where you go, oh my gosh. Right. Right. The, oh, that yeah, just, totally. I don't even think about it in, in terms of, because I don't deal with patients on that level, but in terms of the way that you can impact people in their lives in whatever field you are. So like, I'm getting this from now from this. uh, So people in PT, especially like it, I think you would know if you, you should know, you should figure this out. If you're like a hands-on kind of person, if you like to touch people, like I think nurses, like I work with a lot of nurses in in our field, right? And, And they're like, they're unabashed they're just yep. come here you know yes. like let me like pop this pimple let right me, like, put the shot in you <laughs> right. let me like yes. squeeze your butt like i don't care if you're naked in front of me like yeah just they don't care about Correct. any of it and it's not that they are disrespectful in any way they are just like that's their thing yes is, and so i think that's kind of the same thing in pt right it's like having that you know really intimate 
like relationship yes. with another human. Yes. Like you have to be comfortable and not only comfortable, right? Yes. You have to enjoy yes. that aspect of it. Absolutely. Like you were kinesthetic, but you could be kinesthetic and be a mechanic. Yes, correct. Right? Correct. So it's um, like kinesthetic, but also in that, like just that shared physical space. Yes. Right. So people can start to identify like, you know, how would I know? How would you know if you're that person? Like what kinds of things do you notice about you? Is there anything yes. that you notice about you that you're like at a wedding and you do something you're like, oh, that's weird, but that's who I am. Right. And it's, oh, yeah. It shows up in all these I'm always ways. analyzing posture, gait. I'm like, oh, I could help her, you know? Yeah. Or you could just even when I saw you, I hadn't seen you all those years. Right. So, you know, I'm like, oh, I put my hand on your head because I'm like, oh, Oh, because you know, I'm just yes, right, right. Yes, so me. that's <laughs> you. I'm, I'm just touching right all the time. Which, yeah, some people are like, you're weird, but, but that's actually good to know. I, well, what about people who are just like huggers and people yeah, who are just absolutely, like, you know, they just yes. have that kind of like like come and share my physical space with yes. me, right? Those Absolutely. People, yes. If they line all the other stuff up. But- and with pelvic health, I mean, it takes it to a new realm. So what sets us apart is that we we actually do internal work. So it's a different and not oh, every PT is, right. is not comfortable with that. There are a ton of PTs who are like, nope, absolutely not. Nope, 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 nope. But yeah, so we Almost do- like a gynecologist would then in those yes. ways. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So we're accessing the pelvic floor. We're mm-hmm. looking at the muscles. We're looking at the fascia. We're yeah, looking at the nerve. There. They're like in there it's you have like... a beautiful window to get in yes. right that and so that's what makes it yeah a I little see. bit more well as you deal with the more quote taboo subjects which my goal is to make these not taboo mm-hmm. right? right we For should sure. be talking about bowel bladder bedroom issues right sex you know all this should be healthy people should not suffer in silence because this is what they've done or they've been told the wrong I'm just, thing i'm hearing about this even in you know some of the things that i get involved with in ancillary and medical is all the incontinence because right. we do like some little lasers, you know, that do yes, like that, right? right. That the reju- yeah, the rejuvenation, the right? Yep. It has been incredible just yep. to hear the stories of people who are like, like the, you know, I mean, you just think like, oh, Femi left. Okay. You're going to just have better sex later or whatever. It's going to just right. help you. No, no, no. These are people who really are suffering from like, like what you're saying, yes. like incontinence. And a lot of it is just learning how to use those muscles, the muscles effectively after you get, you know, you can get the treatment for sure, but you still have to just learn how to use your body right? in a, in a, new way just like probably where you're coming in right yes so for the strengthening aspect and then there's a a whole nother area that really truly within the specialty is my passion and that's pelvic pain and that's you know my late uncle that was his specialty um so yeah i love because again these patients are so mismanaged by the time they're coming to our office they've seen eight ten different physicians practitioners they've been misdiagnosed they've been invalidated completely Mm -hmm. yes and and are lacking a lot of hope that that this can change and that they can live life with better quality mm-hmm. and actually maybe have resolution to the problem. Yeah. Cause I had a friend who had, um, I've had a couple of friends with endometriosis, but one in particular who like has started this whole thing on, you know, she's kind of, it's kind of like her, whatever, you know, carrying the banner for endometriosis right. and like how people yes. need to be educated and all that kind of stuff. Yes. And I sent her your stuff and I was like, Hey, by the way, like, there's yes. this really cool stuff going on, yes. you know, in the, the rehab space of this right. and understanding like anatomically what's available to you. And even yes. access, I think people, probably don't even know what correct there correct okay. still to this day i mean you can imagine when i started almost 20 years ago people are like you do what I you're gonna imagine do what saying. with the where how and i re- i remember i went and did um a grand round kids then when you started you didn't have i kids. did not you because i think a lot of us like once you've had a kid it's kind of like 
being a nurse. Like once you've had a kid, you're like, whatever. Come <laughs> yeah, on, yeah. I don't care. You know? Right. Touch me there. Touch me. Whatever. You know, we can figure yes. this out. But yeah, you hadn't even done you no done that personally. And through, I mean, it's you know, it's always like heal or heal thyself. So I mean, part of my journey, honestly, was so I always had very extreme um, pain with my menstrual cycle. So I have it's right. called dysmenorrhea. Okay. And my late uncle you know, was suspicious that I probably had endo um, and through the years. So I ended up with a long battle with infertility. I wasn't able to get pregnant. Um, so the physicians was wanted- this going on at the same time? This as I specialized. Correct. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, so you're I, like becoming your own patient. Yes. And I'm going to these courses. I'm like, oh, how am I going to get fixed? Right? I'm like, yeah, exactly. I got to learn. Like, right? like studying so psychology that I can, because yes. you've got all these like, skeletons right. in your closet. Yes. Completely. Yes. So, um, yeah. So that probably fueled it though too, right? Even because more so. You, Absolutely. Yes, because yes. then you're like, wow, this is real. And I'm yes. like, if there's I'm like, I'm living it. I'm living part yes. of this, right? I get you because I am you. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and I think yeah. any, any, I don't know about the, the male side because I'm not a man, but I think any woman could appreciate that there are these difficulties, even if you've been a woman for like a day, if you've had yes. your period ever, right? right. Yes. You know that there are things that come up as a woman yes. that you like, that you deal with, right? You just deal with. And yes. then you figure some people deal with that for a really long time, especially Correct. after having children or not being able to have children, et cetera. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's really, that's very interesting. Okay. So what happens? So you um, come down, you're shadowing with your Oh yeah. Oh, no, you meet right. the meet the guru. Meet the yes, my mentor. I I had it was um just planted on my in my heart, you know, I had I think the heart of an entrepreneur even early on because I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to learn all this great stuff and I'm going to go back." My husband now, I was that I was dating at the time, he was working up in the valley in Sherman Oaks, so I was like, "Okay, well, I'm going to learn everything I can. I'm going to go start a teeny tiny little practice. I'm going to start seeing these patients." And my mentor then, she goes, uh, "I would love if you would come work with me. I would just love it." And I thought, "Oh, this is so great because you need that one-on-one -on -one mentoring. Yeah. You need it more than just 6 months. You need you really need a good couple of Years of well, that you're learning like a whole new specialty. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. So this is important for people to consider when you're thinking like, I'm going to go hang a shingle. Yes. Right. If you're, yes. even though you've been a, a successful PT for years at this point. Right. right. But, and then it was also, instead of just being a solo practitioner, you know, starting my own little yeah. thing over here, I was like, oh, I want to be part of this team yes. and let me, you know, collaborate because this was the only clinic in Orange County at the time that was treating pelvic health. And oh yeah, and then I'm going to get to treat some of my uncle's patients and just, you know, this will be fun. And yeah. I, I loved Orange County. So we made the move. Um, I was engaged and we got married we and then we um and you moved to orange him, county like, by the way we're like moving i'm my moving job. down so then yeah <laughs> my job is moving would you like to come with me at least you so, invited him that was, that was nice very big of you right that's right, yes. <laughs> that's okay. okay but actually that's a good point too just for people to think about um you know even because even if you have your own solo practice in this field, yes. you have to collaborate. You, you do. have to be. A, oh, gosh. Because, yes. Because, yes. you know, it's not like, oh, I've got this. Like you said, in your other, yes. maybe you could have in your other field, in right. your neurology, maybe you could have done that. But in yes. this setup, it's like everyone's still learning. Right. Correct. Everyone, and it's still, that's why I love it. Because yeah. to this day, right? right? I'm still, we're, you'll, I'll never know at all. Like we're still learning, which is so great. Keeps me going all the time. So, well, and my understanding of that anatomy, even though the anatomy is the anatomy, but the actual structures are completely unique. 
like every person has a yes. little bit different, Correct. you know, yep. way Love of it. those yep. fitting together, right? Correct. So it's like that is challenging and interesting all at the same time as well. And with so our, like you, that's, you know? we, what we did is with um, the patients that come in, particularly the pain patients, because so we created, I used to draw it out and like, okay, here are all the pieces of the puzzle for you to get better for you. We have to figure out what pieces right. of the puzzle fit in. So we created this healing heart with little pieces of the puzzle and it may be, you know, five different things that we've got to make sure we address, but maybe not all of them are here with us. And so, yeah, we absolutely. We're collaborating with people offsite. We have collaboration with insight, like a guided imagery therapist to work mm-hmm. on the mental. And we have, you know, maybe the acupuncturist and MD over here. And wow. so, um, and from a pharmacology standpoint over here. So it's, yeah, but I love that because everyone has their own prescriptive healing plan. It's yeah. never exactly the same. Right. And that completely keeps me going because I get to be I always say I'm like I'm the detective this is so great yeah like it's... I mean and I'm the quarterback and I'm gonna help and I'm gonna pass the ball over here and pass it over here and you know so yes it's... exactly no I, I totally see it like that exactly like go out long I'm yes it's yeah. a really long pass I really hope you can get it right, right? yes if you do it's a touchdown yes right? correct do, yes I, I totally get what you're saying yes. which okay tell me a little bit about the entrepreneur thing because you, you mentioned that just in there um, did you always kind of thought that you would have your own practice because you could be a PT in so many different ways, right? And you could yeah. work in a hospital, you could work in a sports thing, you could work on your own, you could hang a shingle, right. work at a gym, right. you know, right. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it took uh, a few years, but um, yeah, I quickly realized though that it, basically every different employer I went through, I took everything that I loved and I took everything that I actually Absolutely hated. <laughs> God, I was very frustrated I by it's the best way to learn. It's the best. It's great information to know what you hate. And I was like, like no, it doesn't work yeah, for you. Yes. Yeah, it's great. Someday information. I want to create an environment, right? Take all those things that really frustrated me. And I want to create this new environment over here, which is what I've tried to do. Yeah. I mean, I'll never be perfect by any means, but yes, I, and you so wanted I, to do it on your own. Like you just had and I this just, in you. Well, before I ended up start opening my practice, um, I worked for the university. I worked for UCI actually okay. for almost a decade. So I worked first with my mentor for a couple out of years. The City Drive. Yeah, no yeah. Way. I was over okay. there for a decade. Yes, wow. almost. Um, and then, yeah. So then, after I worked a few years with my mentor, um, she wanted to sell us her practice. It was a very large practice, but I was at that point. I wanted a family. I'm like, I don't want. I can't inherit. I don't want to inherit mm-hmm. uh, twenty different employees at this juncture in my life. I want to have a family. I have something very small, you know, to yes. see if we can create the elusive balance. And so, um, so the we elusive balance. Yes. You just said it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. It's a myth. Yes. It doesn't exist. Exactly. But it's not balance. It's management. It's right. Yes. It's management. Correct. Yes. <laughs> the management. So, yeah. So at that point, I was like, all right, now we'll go back to the valley, even though we were already down here. And because my husband was still commuting, he worked up at a, in Sherman Oaks and he would drive, yeah, two counties up, oh, which was yeah. insanity. That was brutal. But um, so, yeah, but a physician I worked very, very closely, closely with at UCI, I'd been treating her patients for a couple of years. She said, Will you please, please put a proposal together and come to UCI and start a program, a pelvic floor program for us oh, and work nice. side by side with me. At the medical school? At the, at the, at the hospital. Yes, at the, it was, we were right down the street from the hospital in an outpatient setting, okay. but I was, yep. in, I was actually given um, a position in the OB-GYN department as a PT. I was this lone writer. It was really great. So I got to work. Very I was, cool. they put me up with the physicians and, um, uh, worked with the OB-GYNs, the Eurogynes, specifically two phenomenal Eurogynes. And so I, my treatment room was right next to where they saw patients. And so we would do this beautiful collaboration back and forth, which was so much fun. It gave me so helpful. 
Yes. And I got to learn so much so from the much. medical side. It was yes. a phenomenal experience. And then they would send all their med students in and their fellows in to spend time with me, which was also so great because they would always be, what? We didn't even know you existed. And oh my gosh. So I got to feel like I'm influencing tomorrow's doctors totally. too. Yeah, which is when really they important. go out in the world, right? Next generation going out. So in terms of creating awareness and referrals just for greater good so patients can get the help they need. Um, and then I got to do grand rounds with them. Very so it was cool. really, it was really grand unique and fun. Like your patients, you you're like so, you presented grand rounds. So like... I got to go present to grand rounds to, yeah, to the That's OB-GYN cool. docs and they would invite people from the community and I'd get up there and speak. Say like, and, yeah, we had this patient, this is what's going on. Da, da, da. Yeah, and I'd always cool. say, so how many of you actually assessed the pelvic floor with your patients? And these are OB-GYN doctors, right? Full room. And yes, two hands, the two docs work side by side with go up and next year I'm like, oh, I know this year there's going to be like these 10 of them or 20 of them. And I'd say, ask the same question. And then the same, same two, two hands, right? And I was like, dang it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because ah, the like, message has to be heard how many times? Well, 20 like times. you're a pioneer. And this is actually really cool to even think about, right? That, that you were like setting the stage and I'm not saying only you. I know right, right. there are other people involved in this field, but it's cool to think about even uh, in different industries because you think PT, like I think PT, okay, that's been around for a long time. Right, but right. there are ways to express yourself as an entrepreneur, as yes. a pioneer, as yes. a scientist, as, you know, right. all these things that you, a mini doctor, you know, like all right. these things that you have done yes. in this career setup, which yes. like is insanely cool. Which, and it was, I loved that environment so much. It really so why, is a nice. Like why, what happened? What? Why? So eventually, at, um, because I, I was... think that's something that you could stay in forever. I, yes, I, I would have. The problem just came down to the fact that when, when, as long as you work for somebody, especially a big institution like that, you do give up X amount of autonomy with your schedule. And so at this point, I knew I wanted a family. We were aggressively, you know working through our family and we ended up adopting both of our kids from birth. And I just, as the kids, after we adopted them, I was like, you know what? Dang, I don't have three months warning to give to, you know, so-and-so over here to approve for me to go to the mother-daughter tea. And then I was missing. I felt like I'm missing too much. Yeah, this is a really important And this is hard right and I need more autonomy over my schedule. I've got to figure out a way I can do this because I, yeah, I still want to work. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it, this setting no longer serves me in that capacity. And how am I going to, how can I do this where I maybe don't actually, I have the freedom and flexibility. Maybe I don't want to work 40 hours, right? right maybe exactly. I want to work 30. Maybe or I want to work 20. Maybe I want to work 60 and then I want to work 30. And then right. I yeah, so you, this, right? And I don't want to work this week at all. Yes. And yeah. That's so that really is important. really what drove it. And, and then also just, I had a vision in my head of what I wanted to create. And then anytime again, you're at this big institution, it's really challenging because you know, the bureaucracy and, oh, yeah. oh you got to have three committee meetings to That's decide right. that. And yet nothing happens. The nothing happens for spins months, so months. slowly. Yeah. Oh. Um, and so that was a little bit frustrating as well, where I was like, oh, I know it could be so much more. Yeah. And you're kind of coming like up against it, up against it, up against it. So it was a very hard decision. It was super hard because I knew I would be giving up that true collaboration of working side by side with these phenomenal women, actually. I know exactly this whole whole setup up there was amazing. And I mean, yeah. So even just physical proximity to your field, you've got your own lab completely like right own, like lab yes of patients and collaborators and all yes. that and yes i, I got to participate really... in some other research i mean it yes. was like on in one aspect i mean it was dream job so but just yeah 
yeah, needed to figure gone. out because at this point my family and then became number one well, priority. Yeah, so. exactly. So then, so then you, that's when you went on your own. So that's when, yes, I, I made the plunge and it was, uh, gosh, so we've been, we're eight and a half years in. So eight and a half years ago, the wow. market, we're still recovering from the big crash. And, um, so I went, I had my little business plan all written up and I went to multiple lenders and with my business plan and was turned down <laughs> because, oh, because no one was no lending money back then. Yeah. No one and they're like, yeah, and you don't have enough money. I'm like, well, if I had enough money, I wouldn't be I wouldn't here. Be here. <laughs> exactly. yeah, so, um, but I, so my husband and I went back to the drawing board. We're like, all right. You know, he was very supportive. I'm like, can we try it anyway? Sink or swim? Like, can we scrounge up every single penny that we have? Yeah, start getting revenue as quickly we, as possible. Yeah, yeah. Can we can we do it and can we build it as we go? And that's what we decided to do. So well, you had to. What else could you do? No, right. Nothing. Otherwise, I wasn't going to do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Need to stay in. Yeah, because even the I always talk about the the levels of money that you need to start a business. Like you're not ta- you don't need twenty five thousand. Like you need real money because you've got to like have the, a facility. You have to have some equipment there. You have to right. You have to have like, well, and you have to have X lease. amount in your savings to make sure that if this doesn't fly, you yeah. know, exactly. you <laughs> you're still putting your, you food on cover. the table and yeah. you can cover your basic expenses. Yeah, I mean it's definitely a risk in the beginning and back then because the model that we have is. Um, we do accept insurance, but we also, we're hybrid. So it's about half cash base, half. So, but no, everyone, no one was spending money. I mean, it was, everyone no, was recovering exactly. from yeah, insurance the fallout. Takes a long time to pay a new provider. Right. So yeah. then that was, yes, you had to get all your contracts set up mm-hmm. and you had to wait for that to roll in. So you just had to make sure you had that slush fund to, yeah. to get through. So we, I mean, you didn't have a slush fund though. We had no slush fund. <laughs> no, we looked we back and we were like, about? we are nutty. We were nutty. Like, and we had, it's cool though to talk about it because you think it's, it sounds like so scary and crazy. Cause I've done this. I've been here. It sounds like so crazy when you're doing it at that time. And yes. you look at it now and you're like, but we really had so low to fall right, right. yes you know correct, I mean? correct. Like, yes that's a great way of saying like it's yes. just like crazy like oh my god we're like going for the gusto especially if yeah. you have a couple kids or whatever you're just like oh my gosh but really in truth yeah you could run a different apartment and be fine like, yeah 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 know, right i mean, I mean yeah like, we're like all right what's the worst we're like, we know, sell the house we totally. right yes like, really. the worst thing is house, we're gonna sell the house with these babies who don't even know they have a house right exactly and we're gonna yes. move into the apartment and we're gonna be fine yep. and, you know what i mean i think we can get really heady about it i agree it, it, it's only in hindsight it, yes i'm not taking the decision in the that time because Yes. I, I get it. I, yes. It's like, you're just like, oh, you know, what are these payments going to come in? How are yes. we going to start making money? And you've just like, I mean, depends on where you are. I mean, you just yes. school and you're doing it. It's even scarier. Right. Right. Yeah. At like... least we had some cushioning. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But we were wheeling off because um, through our infertility history. So, I mean, we had just plopped down a oh, crazy amount in, tens and tens in vitro and tens treatment and, and then, you know, adoption in America. The average adoption is about 25,000. So it was just like, pop, 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 cha-ching, yes. cha-ching, cha-ching. And then, and yeah, um, three, within three years of the kids, I was like, oh, now we got to start a business. Like, yeah, now's <laughs> so. a really good time to start a business. But there's never a good time. There's never a good time. Really. Nope. You know, never term, perfect. I mean, once you have yep. a family and all that kind of stuff, there's just never a good time, which actually is more to the point, too, if people can, you know, line up some of that earlier education and get that going. Yes. Okay. So um, now just tell, give people an idea of, of what, like, what's your title? Like, what do you, like, what do you call yourself now yeah. in terms of that? And then what do you do in PT school? Do you, as a physical therapist, do you 
like keep writing papers, do to go to conferences. How do you establish yourself as an expert yes. in your field? Yes. So um, the beautiful thing is the American uh, Physical Therapy Association has advanced board certification that's available. Okay. So just okay. like in medicine, mm-hmm. so you can sit for that advanced board certification. But in order to do that, you have to have X amount of years of experience. So you have to prove I have X amount of hours treating this patient population. Yes, I have to write a publishable case study that can get out there. Um, So then they accept you to sit for board certification and then you go on and you take the exam and then if you pass, you become that. Um, But yes, to become... What's the exam like? You sit in a a hotel room with like five other... A testing center. So you knew you're going... It's on on the computer or something. It's all computerized. Yes. And then you're sworn to secrecy you never right exactly never lose everything (laughs) but it's not like i think of like the you know the orals that they do for board certification stuff like that where you go right like that different different different. which i actually think it should be clinically based so there should be something because i'm like again you can be brilliant with your book knowledge but does it translate on a computer test right it doesn't on the sat that doesn't mean that they're good doctors or whatever good so i have different thoughts about how that should evolve but um but yeah that's how it is now so then that establishes you then as an expert. So my path was I got out there when I was at the university and I basically did talk after talk. I would talk to anyone who wanted to listen to me talk about the public floor, right? right? Exactly. Like, Are there five speak. people? Are we at the gas station? <laughs> yes, yes, right Over there. there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to learn, right, about yeah, your bladder? Do you want to learn about how to have pain-free sex? Do you want to learn, yes, how to not have any pain at all in this region, your tailbone? Do you want to learn how to sit without pain? Do you want to learn how to, I mean, some of our patients, they can't wear underwear without pain. Like there's... Wow. Oh, yeah. There's like this whole different world that exists that no one oh, talks about totally, or totally. like, oh, or they're chained to the bathroom. They know where every bathroom is because they pee 30 times a day and they're up 10 times a night, you know. I've and had so... a couple of friends after childbirth, they've done, mm-hmm. who've, you know, these are yes. really the couple of friends that I know about and I'm sure there are others, but who talk about this kind of stuff. And, and all these like, things. So, right. But, oh, so they're like, you're like, the bathroom is. I was like, well, okay, but cool. Yes. Because why not? But and I, then they're but told, well, the reason. yeah, they're like, well, of course, you know, you just had a baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So exactly. what we always say in the profession is we're like, um, so yeah, that's common, but that's not normal. Exactly. But unfortunately, people are told it is normal. It just comes with no, the territory. This is my girlfriend. So, so, yeah, totally. I have, yes. I have a very good friend who had this situation where they were just like, well, you know, that just happens. No. It's like, um, yeah. no, there's like stuff that you right. can do. Or you have a significant fall or you have a, a vaginal delivery and the coccyx is either sublux or you end up with tailbone pain and you're given a donut. And, eh, you know, mm-hmm. go home and sit on your donut and you'll be fine. Right. No. Yeah. Right? Then five years later, yeah, you still you have, have the same pain, and you, and you still can't sit in other ways because your body is yes. going to accommodate that. Yes. And that's what I think is a, a shame too. People don't even know about all that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you just okay. So, so yeah. So then I'm like, um, I'm going to go speak to everybody, um, and then yes. Yeah, so then I got published. So that's another way. So Where if you, you get, get published? published, so I wrote different papers in journals. Whether so, but and your, I um, I was specific um, physical therapy journals. I actually went outside. I went to the medical journals. Smart. Okay. I think that's smart because I get my bigger like heavy duty like um, JAMA stuff like this or like um not that big yet. Okay, like <laughs> Journal what? of Sexual Medicine, okay. um, physical medicine journals, uh, but and then I went to speak at conferences, not just PT conferences. So I have done PT conferences, our uh, our big one combined sections. But I went to the again to the physician conferences and I got up to speak to the docs. 
But you went to different conferences, which I love, which is, I think, super yeah. smart. And then you went. So then I got to, yeah, I got to lecture at some of the big, more ob conferences. This is really smart, too, I think, actually, this cross-pollination idea. Yes. Right? Because then, that's, how, that's how we're going to get them better. Yes, the patients. Exactly. At the end of the day, we have, to, we have to be this collaborative unit. Right. And we now have so many patients finding us just finding us because, you know, we're known to treat these things and we have to go and meet with physicians and we're actually asking them, tell us about your practice because we need to refer some patients to you. Exactly. Right? We yeah. need to, I, I mentioned instead this of like, to you, exactly. We have, yeah, that makes perfect like sense. Like the old model forth. was like, you know, you, you wait for the physician to refer to you and now it's like the tables have turned in my world and I'm like, oh no, we need, and we got to find out who the really good ones are, right? right? And who's going to, right, who's going to support our system? Yes. Yeah, because yes. that's key, right? You can't have, you can't send the, your patients out to someone and then they're right. like, oh, that's hogwash. Exactly. <laughs> right. They have to believe in what you do. Yes. They have to actually, yeah, they have to be accessible and then they have to be willing to communicate with us, right. you know, and come up with, yeah, be part of that strategic team. So, yeah. So I just, I spent time, so it was all, doing all that and then, um, and then teaching. So then I was asked, so I get to teach now at Chapman University um, and I was sharing and I, I would teach, I mean, I would teach anywhere because again, that fills right. that I original just, dream of I'm going to be a teacher. Oh, I love this uh, though because it just keeps coming up. So it's like, I wanted to be a teacher and I am. I know, yeah, which is it's so, so cool. great in that. And then I love school. I'm like, I'm back in the university studying. Right. I'll never get tired of that. Uh but, um, and now we're taking it, my next, I, like I said, or my, not next, but my current other um, entrepreneurial avenue is this uh, collaboration with two other clinicians that I've known for years. They were, um, one was a friend of mine in grad school. And so we are bringing the ortho world. So what things, cool. orthopedic and public health worlds together. And then we're teaching, continuing at classes to people to bridge that gap because people, people get scared of public health and they think, Ooh, again, right, like, right, right. what this is. So, um, yeah. And in the, past you had to choose like one path or the other and we're like no you don't you actually could be an expert at both and you could maybe you could help that patient without going internally exactly or like or the ortho over here who's like maybe i will dabble and maybe i could do a little bit so yeah no totally yeah, yeah that's what i i mean i think the whole the whole idea okay so let me just ask you because i don't want to keep you here forever i would because i'm like i don't you know what <laughs> i think so, like, are you done yet no i think it's so i know totally right but what i think is so fascinating about your uh, one is i'm just kind of like taking big picture um you can take a very established work life like physical therapy um carve out a specialty yes. be a pioneer yes be an entrepreneur be yes. a um a successful female entrepreneur and then pick a pick a specialty that supports all of that right you know so it supports yes. women it supports men yes, yes. also yes for sure but supports you know the teaching the expertise the love of school you know all yes. that kind of stuff gets to line up and then you get that entrepreneur thing which is awesome yes. so as we close i'm just going to ask you a few things very specifically about physical therapists. So when I think of your story and what we've talked about, I can identify in you what I would say would, okay, this probably makes her a good physical therapist, but you're, yes. the, you're an expert. So what would, what do you think makes a good physical therapist? If someone is there thinking, you know, I really might, I might like this, you know, and I don't really know if I'd be good at it. What would you tell them to look for in themselves? So how would they, how would they maybe start to identify? I might be really good at this. So first thing I always look for is somebody that um, the fire is lit. So that internal drive and passion of this 
this is an alignment with what I was created to do. And I tell when I'm interviewing potential PTs to join me on staff, if that's not there, that and it's not palpable, then we don't go any further. Is palpable from a question, an answer to a question, or is palpable just like they're showing up? Like, palpable it, meaning how, like how almost from an you? energetic level. Like I, it's palpable. Your enthusiasm, your love of this, your excitement of this, it's palpable. I want to be around you. I want to teach you, right? I because yeah. you are, yeah, you think this is the coolest thing in the world. Um, so that. Number one, because I, and really I always important point, super important point, because I always tell this to my kids, good teachers want to have, and I don't mean good, good, like, but excellent teachers want to teach excellent students. Yes. Like that, that's the matchup. So be the student <laughs> that, and that, it might, that awesome teacher wants yes. to teach, right? But I also look for, you know, yes, be the, uh, the excellent student, but it doesn't have to translate necessarily academically. I'm, academically. Right. I don't I care that. what they got, where their GPA was totally. in grad school and PT school. I want to know how do you relate to the patient? Mm-hmm. I want to know, right? How do I feel when I just stand next to you? Right? How? So, and, um, and I always say that because I can teach you. I want to know, I want to know what kind of experience you have. But it's not a game breaker or changer if if you don't come in with experience because I can teach any skill. I really feel like I can hone your skills. I can teach you. We can develop them. It's the stuff I can't teach you. That's what I'm looking for as an employer. We talk about that a lot on this podcast. This comes up like what what in your industry is because that's what people say. I can teach you the brass tacks of the the knowledge base of what I do. Yes, you know I can teach you where to touch someone here, right. or how to manipulate that, etc. But I yes. can't teach you. So in your setting is I can't teach yes. you how to be how to be like what? How do you like, practice empathy? On fire, about but yet, yeah. yeah. How do you pro- right? How do you connect? How when your patient yeah is in front of you and is crying because yeah they haven't been able to. Yeah. Consummate their marriage. Consummate their marriage. I mean, my God. Sit, yes. it, you know, whether it's to drive a car, sit through a meal, sit, you know, through a movie, sit, you know, uh, they haven't been able to wear underwear. You know, they, they feel chained to their house. They won't go out into the community because of fear of, I'm not going to find a bathroom. Oh my gosh, I might leak. I mean, I, you know, or... You know, even fecal, we treat, it's called fecal incontinence. Yeah. I mean, and this is after new moms, right? This can happen sometimes in wow. mm-hmm. fear of how do I worry about, yeah, something, an accident happening, right? So absolutely. So, um, yeah. So how are you going to, how do you know, assess for that empathy? I have, I don't mean, you don't have to give me all your trade yeah. secrets, but I mean, do you do like a, um, do, is it like a, an, what do they call that? Like a practical interview? Like, do you have a yes. patient where you're like, they, okay, every let's... single therapist has to treat me. I see. I get okay. on the table. Okay, so that's... I'm trying to figure out too, like what is, where are their clinical skills and then what are their interpersonal skills and their ability to relate to the patient, motivate the patient. Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting though, because so if you're going to be a really good physical therapist and you have all these things and you're not like the best student in class, can you yeah. still be really effective? Absolutely. 110%. Really? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. 110%. Yes. What yeah. if you're like the, like the bottom half of the class? Can you tell me that? Doesn't, you can just, still be the did, rock star. You can yeah, be the rock star. Really I wasn't at the top of the class. I mean, my roommate in PT school was at the top of the class. Very interesting to track like our different, different career paths yeah. because they are different. So 
not to say that one's better than the other, but it didn't translate. That didn't dictate, yeah. right? Because, yeah. Because I'm thinking of the people who, like you're saying, and I think this is true in medicine a lot of times too, who might have so many of these amazing soft skills, like amazing soft skills, yes. which, yes. you know, like, yes, you need to know where to touch someone, blah, 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 blah. yes, all that stuff. But you can't, you can teach the medicine, especially once you get into, I it seems like once you get into the practical side of your business, yes. it is not about like the chemistry class. No. Like that doesn't come up for you. Like even in terms of, I think what comes up for you um, in terms of uh, academics is the anatomy. Yes, correct. Right? You got it. Like uh, you always have to know like your anatomy. That. Like you're not yes, dealing you with that. You have to know right? your anatomy. But, like, but that's anatomy, really basic, right? right? Yes. And, and nerves, all that kind yes. of stuff. Like that all goes into anatomy, like where, where all those things fit. But yes. in terms of like, yeah, like these, you know, like I was saying, like, you know, protein synthesis and the yes. you know, enzyme patterns and all that, whatever, like yeah. maybe, you know, right. like, no, it <laughs> is so much. Correct. You know? You're right. It's all the soft skills I look for. It's how driven are you? Like, what are you going to do? How resourceful are you going to be? I right. To, yeah. yeah. To create the goal of what yeah you want to achieve, whether it's with your career, your patient, whatever. I like that. Um, yeah, okay. I wouldn't have thought about that in PT at all. I, I wouldn't have thought about that at all. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Those are the big things that I look for. Um, are those, okay. Um, as we're just, I'll close on this conversation, but this, this is a conversation I could have forever though, too, because you think about is that, are those skills with people or can they learn those skills? Can they learn in your, in your experience, can they learn to be empathetic? Can they, I know they can get better at it, right? but do you find that people kind of come in and the people who are good at that stay good and the people who aren't go, aren't that aren't as good always struggle a little bit? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> yes. That's really I, helpful for people, I think. Yes. Yes. And so again, about, you no, want to align with and it's maybe again and and maybe that if you if you don't have in my particular area, yes, you need empathy, but you have to also have the boundary of not yes. you know, of creating Yeah, we're not going to coffee. Right. Uh, yeah. So yeah. yeah, and then and I've had to learn how I turn it off when I work at walk out of the treatment room. How do I not carry that with me? Not just you know to the next patient but how do I not bring that home at night like that's a big thing for somebody who's also a true empath yes for sure um, which I happen to be so um, yeah so I look for all that but you know if you just because you're not maybe that great in this setting you might be awesome over here and you could deal with knees all day you know and and work with yeah hands or necks or whatever so it's just different and you can then align in a different part of PT so it's Okay. doesn't mean that you're not going to be a PT. Because I think even like the physical part that you talked about too, like if people are going to be in these different settings, just to look at yourself physically, yes. and what you're capable of doing physically as a yes. PT, because I would imagine that would be very, I think of people even who do like all the massage work, yes. like, wow, like yeah, how yeah. do you do this Eventually, like day in right. day out, you know, especially and the overuse yes, yes. with their hands and body postures and positions right. the and way they have to position themselves yeah, and all that body stuff. mechanics that are used. Yes. Yeah. And I think you probably have, you know, interplay with other, with other specialties, you know, whatever they, uh, whatever they might be in medicine where people could find their way right. that way. Okay. Best, best thing about your work. What do you think is the best, the best, like, what do you love the most about what you get to do all day? Oh my gosh. Um, there's no better feeling that when you walk out of the room or even at the end of the day, when you get to witness change lives, I mean, there's no better feeling and that can be on a small scale or a big scale. I mean, and we talked about lots of different examples, but when you have a patient that has tears in their eyes, thanking you, like you changed my life. There is, I, I go, oh my gosh. And I get, I just got paid to do that. Right. right. It doesn't even, it's not work. Yeah, it's your it's calling. It's a calling. Yeah. So when you find your calling, that's the best of, you know, the best of, I think of any world that you could ever hope for that. Yeah. 
you again you get to live out what you feel like oh yeah that's what god created me to do completely and it's in you and this is what i keep saying on this even this podcast is like the answers are in you yes find them Yes. There. <laughs> and I think, and hopefully people take from my story too, like you might not know immediately, but don't give up because the path, you know, it might come at a little bit later date. Yep. And then, and then you just, again, you figure out what you need to do. And then the next path and the next iteration and then the next iteration. Right. And had, it just kept you know? evolving, right? Yeah, to just exactly. boom, boom, boom. Even once you found PT, it's like, oh my gosh, I love this. But then, oh, what about this in PT? And then, oh, now here's this thing where I can sit for quite some time. Yes. Yeah. Which is very, very cool. Yes. I love it. Thank you so much. Oh, I love this whole you. story. I think it's so helpful for people to know because like I said, I come in thinking if you're a physical therapist, you're um, doing sports medicine right. and you're like massaging you the have my on knee, the football my hip, right. Yeah, <laughs> like, my yeah, ankle. Yeah, yes. exactly. Like tripped in the tripped and fell and like their knees all busted up. So yes. it's been super helpful, yes. I think, to see that. And then to see it from a woman's perspective, yes. very successful, you know, woman, you know, female entrepreneur is awesome. So thank you for that. Really. <laughs> Totally. It's been so great to catch up. Yeah, I, I know. I've Thanks loved for being too. with us, Julie. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Okay. <laughs>